Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Silwan here, great to be with you on this Friday, home in Indiana after my amazing trip in Alaska, the land of the free and the brave and the self-sufficient. And today, kicking off going into the weekend, I want to talk about a story that is the opposite of self-sufficient. One might say the opposite of Alaska. A report this week out of Baltimore, you might have heard some details of this, that 41% of Baltimore public high school students failed to earn even a D, grade point average. Now a D's a 1.0, that means 41% were below a 1.0, you know, like a .08. It was twice the number of students than the previous year, which in itself is alarming because of 41% during the year of COVID and distance learning, which didn't work out so good, did it? If the pre- that means the previous year is 20%. What's even scarier, as you, as you read through the reports, those students got passed. Because there's so many of them, they can't hold them back. And so they pass them until they basically age out. You know, they probably hold them back a year or two. Now, the good news in the same report, you might have seen this too, that the number of students with a B or better average, stayed about the same. It was about 20%. So the students who before COVID, before distance learning, were getting a B or better, still got a B or better. What changed for them? Well, really just the way they learned because they were kids who no doubt said, if I'm gonna get decent grades, I better study. I better not do drugs. I better listen to my teacher. And the kids who got D's or worse, well, who were they, no doubt? Well, probably the kind of kids that don't study, probably the kids that do drugs, are in gangs. You get the idea. It's just a reminder, a poignant reminder, an inarguable reminder, that the most important lesson in life that we need to make sure we teach children is personal responsibility, which seems to be the opposite of our culture today. Our culture today is I'm going to point my finger at all the reasons that things aren't going that good for me. And we are doing our kids a disservice by doing that because at the end of the day, the number one factor in how you're going to do in life is you. It's you. How hard do you study? What decisions do you make? When you're given a set of choices, which ones do you take? It is the most important lesson in life. It is the most important factor in education. Kids from all different economic backgrounds, all different school systems, there's plenty of kids that do great. And what do we hear about? Oh, it's money, pay the teachers more, do this, do that. Do you know in Baltimore, They outspent 97% of other large school districts in the country. According to a Forbes article, came out this year, get this, you know how much they spend in Baltimore per student? A school district where 41% of them this year failed to even get a D 
You know what it is? It's almost $18,000 per year per student. I mean, there are private schools here in Indiana that are excellent that are, don't cost that much. I mean, give them that money and send them to private school. I mean, it couldn't make the public schools worse. I mean, we always hear about these things. Well, you can't do vouchers because it's going to take away money from our public schools. And well, could they do worse? Maybe a little competition would make them do a little bit better with that money. Who knows? Because obviously it's not just the school. It's the kids themselves. It's their parents. It's their community. No doubt in a place like Baltimore where 41% of the kids don't even get a D, I would imagine the culture they're in is telling them my school is not that important. And if you don't think that's true, you're just lying to yourself. You're just being ignorant. You can't have a number that high unless the community those kids come from participate in their stupidity and their bad choices, period. Because the school's got plenty of money, $18,000 per student. You know what? We could do that at our home school. <laughs> Man, can somebody give me $18,000 per student? That would have been quite a lot of dough when we had all nine kids at home being homeschooled. I shiver to think how much we spend per student in our homeschool. Trust me, it ain't $18,000 for all of them combined. A lot of hand-me-downs, a lot of books that are well used, a lot of eraser marks. Yet our kids have done pretty good. The last I looked, Isaac and Mary in college, Mary's got a 4.0, probably number one in her class at college, and Isaac's about a 3.8, 3.9, two years of which he played basketball in junior college, playing three hours a day. Both of them work jobs. They're doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. And we raise them to do pretty good without spending much money, having much money, being homeschooled. So the next time you hear someone talking about schools and students and money, I would suggest this. If the first thing they're talking about isn't personal responsibility, I wouldn't pay too much attention to what they're saying. Because logic leads to the inescapable conclusion that the most important factor in how a kid is going to do in life is personal responsibility and how we teach that to them. And if that is not, if that is not, the number one priority in a kid's education, you're missing something. And if instead time is being spent teaching them to point fingers, to make excuses, I can't do this because of my this or my that or my this or my that or how I look or what I say, well, you're missing the point. Because it don't matter what sex you are, it don't matter how you look, it don't matter where you come from, you still got to get up and make your bed, tie your shoes, put your pants on, study, make good decisions. And man, have we missed something in our world today. You know, to me, I think that's the, that was the worst part of COVID. So many people going, oh, take care of me. Well, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Don't be around sick people. If you're sick, don't go outside. Eat healthy. Don't be fat, which is who COVID killed. Now, 
someone probably just heard me say that and go, oh, but, but you know what? What's wrong with a little shame sometimes to get people to do the right thing? Whether it's eating or studying. Maybe some of those kids in Baltimore, the 41% need to hear, you idiot, study. You fool, you're going to end up in prison for the rest of your life? You know, whatever happened to that? Now, I'm sure right now someone's going, oh, don't be too harsh, Silouan. But is it being harsh or is it being loving? Is it being harsh or is it being loving? Sometimes, man, the truth hurts. Isn't that the truth? The truth hurts. And sometimes when we've made bad decisions for a long time, whether it means we get bad grades, whether it means we get out of shape, whether it means we get fat, whatever it is, it took a long time to get there. A lot of bad habits. What's love? Is love just going, oh, it's okay when it's not okay, when that's making you miserable? Or is love saying, man, wake up, put your chin up, face the truth of the situation you're in. Hopefully Baltimore will do that. And you won't hear a bunch of, you know what, about how, oh, we need more money. We need $20,000 per student, not 18, or how we need better teachers or this or that. Maybe we just need a community and kids that understand personal responsibility. And we're going to focus on that. Maybe that's what our country needs nowadays. Instead of printing money and, and, and having protectors and mandates and all this, maybe we just need a cold, hard dose of have a little personal responsibility. Take yourself. Make yourself healthy. Make good decisions. Be ready to suffer the consequences when you make those decisions. And maybe instead of looking for other people to help us, we'll help ourselves. And not only that, families will help us. You know, getting back to something this week, just talking about that sense of place. That's what's so important, by the way, of having a strong family. Because at the end of the day, the government that spends all that money, do they really care about you? Not really. You know who cares about you? Your family. Your mom, your dad. And, they sh- and if they don't, they should. And if they don't, you need to create that in your own home. That's, that's who you look to to take care of you. Because, you know, when a family member helps you, they also make sure you're doing the work. You know, a family member helps you pay a bill. They also make sure you're doing the things you need to be doing to keep moving ahead. That's life. You know, the carrot and the stick. Hey, I will help you when you need help, but I'm also going to make sure you're doing the things you need to be doing to get ahead. And I think sometimes, you know, in, in a situation like the government and the schools in Baltimore, they only do half of that. They give, but they don't expect. That's why families are so important. That's why you raise your kids that way. You know, you raise them to go, hey, you need help. We're going to be here for you. But we're also going to teach you to, to be tough, to make good choices, to study hard, to help others. You know, when a nameless person gives you something, you don't feel very much responsibility to it. When someone you know gives you something, you feel a lot more responsibility because you're going to have to see him. You look in the mirror and you go, I better make good use of this. You look in the mirror and you go, I better work hard. I better do what I can to keep moving forward. Not only that, you, you, you say to yourself, I better do this for other people. It's the most rewarding thing to me about my speaking. It's, it, it's a way to give back for all that I've been given. I think of all the people, all the family members, everybody that's helped me along the way. And you get in front of people and you give back. And two things happen. One, you feel good about it. And two... It does give you a level of responsibility. Hey, I am responsible to give back. And when some nameless person in a building does that, you think those kids in Baltimore have any concept how much money is being spent on them? Or do you think they just think, oh, more should be done? Because they have no personal contact with them. But I guarantee you, if that was my kid, and I was writing a check for that, 
and they would know where that money came from, and I would remind them of it. And they would have to live up to that, and then they'd be a lot more likely to give that back to others someday. But right now, no, nah, that's not happening. Now, as always, you got to talk about the bad things to fix them. But to just point fingers doesn't really do any good. It just maybe helps us give a little perspective. So in the spirit of where do we go with this, maybe this weekend, why don't you do two things? Why don't you ask yourself, one, what's my level of personal responsibility? Because sometimes as we go on in life, we get a little lazy. We procrastinate. You taking care of business? You taking care of your friends, yourself? Are you making good decisions? Are there things in your life that you need to change that you're not? Are you setting an example for your kids, for the ones that you love? And then two, share this with somebody, volunteer. You know, it's one thing to say 41% of Baltimore's kids don't have even a minimal level of personal responsibility, but guess what? They're still kids. I would hope there are people in and around Baltimore that are going to try to reach out to those kids, maybe find one to help. Maybe find one to teach what it takes to be successful. Do that in your own neighborhood. When was the last time you visited a juvenile prison? Visited a place where there's children who have never been taught personal responsibility. Maybe go to a school, say, hey, what can I do to volunteer? Maybe get in a big brother, big sister program. Maybe go to an inner city church and say, hey, you got any kids that you help out, that you know about, that could use a good influence? See, we can't point fingers either because we got a choice. We got a choice to help or we got a choice to just complain. I want to help. Maybe you want to help. One person at a time. Lead by example. Show them that in every situation, we got a choice. We got a path we can take. And at the end of the day, in that moment, it is our choice. And it doesn't matter how much money we have or where we live or where we've come from. So look at your own life. What better choices can you make? What can you do to be a better example to the people around you, to the people in your community? Then second, go find one of these kids. Go someplace where they are, where you're going to feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe they're going to make fun of you. Maybe they're not going to want to hear you, but maybe there's one kid that you can make a difference in their life. One kid. That's how we change it. We don't just complain about them not having personal responsibility. We do something about it. And then you know what happens next, don't you? When you and I, when you and me, when all of us together help each other by giving and teaching to take care of yourself, you know that whole teaching somebody how to fish thing, but they still need a fishing pole. <laughs> they still need someone to teach them. They still might need a little money for bait. But when you do that together, all of us aim a little higher. We don't aim for D's, we aim for A's. And then we spread our wings because when you learn to make good decisions and you educate yourself, well then guess what? You can accomplish a lot. And in doing so, more than anything, you learn to keep your eyes on the things that matter, the things you can control, the people that you love, your friends, your family, your faith, your hard work. And that, not when we spend you know, another billion dollars, but that, when we're doing that for each other, for ourselves, is when we all find peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, 
please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.